1: or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: The Volume. Just a reminder, you can catch us recording this podcast live on AMP. AMP is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with us in person while we're recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store. And make sure you follow us at, at Jenkins and Jones to get notified when we go live. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, July 5th. We got a bunch of fun stuff to talk about today. but first of all, meow. <laughs> As always, Jenkins <laughs> Jones, hosted by Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler. <laughs> hey,
0: everybody, out the good?
2: With Jethro Jenkins, aka John. Was that Bubba's? Uh, we're being pretty, uh, our uh, our no nope, no nope, motherfucking Mike, Motherfucking Mother. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! <laughs> Yo, right, did you right. do that on purpose? You did it on purpose.
3: You gotta stop, dog. No, no, it was an accident. It was okay, an accident. okay. Motherfucking uh, mother Mike. Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Thank you, Tyler. You held it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J- he, he got us once, he will never get us again. I right, you dead serious <laughs> about that shit, dude. You standing on all 10 with that
2: one. I love to see it. Uh Jackson's out enjoying hot producer summer. Uh so uh we've got Adam gracia and uh and and our guy Josh Rodriguez producing today. And Josh, could you please explain what happened with the intro song on the last episode? I didn't even know we had that many listeners. We had so many people hit us so, up about bro, that shit. Bro,
3: bro, <laughs> motherfuckers was mad. They said, "What's this bleep <laughs> bloop bloop bloop?" Said, so you see what had happened, <laughs> what had happened. Um
0: so Jackson just basically hit me up of asking if I could cover for the week. I said, "Of course." Uh, that involves the video because we have some assets for the volume. It also includes audio, which I thought I would be handling. I didn't know that Adam handled the audio. So I had everybody send me the audio. I had no music sent to me for the intro. So we have this Google folder up the volume with every show that we have. And your folder just so happened
1: to have that piece of music uh, along with other music as well. So I was like, oh, that sounds that sounds
3: about right. And so I just added that to the intro.
1: That's it. Like, that, that's it. I, but I, it, I just sounded,
0: about oh. it oh. sounded about wrong. It sounded
3: about wrong, though, Josh. I know that now.
0: <laughs> that was some big trouble in Little China bullshit going right. on. <laughs> what the
3: fuck was Ooh, that,
0: man? Ooh, man?
3: Who the, thought the fuck he made trying it? to get a beat off? I thought Josh tried to get a beat off. I don't know up. who made
2: it. You know I, mean? I don't know who made it. I thought it sounded. <laughs>
3: It was a little bit of a drop there, no. No, no, was, man. no. We chill. Your, te- we your, your effort, your
2: effort and talents are appreciated. But ge- for the Jenkins definitely. and Jones listeners, I'm assuming we did not have the. <laughs> we, I'm assuming this episode has a regular intro. on
3: We it, had so to, to promise <laughs> to never play that intro again. They made us.
2: <laughs> they <make laughs> they you made you promise. Us,
3: oh man, Damn, my bad. It's everybody. all good, can, man. It was, it was fun. Just end of my way. Somebody was, it, remember, all, if y'all want to
2: give Josh shit about it, his Twitter handle is at JacksonSaffon. <laughs> So go ahead hit him up and let him know you didn't like Jackson me. out here with his shirt off on IG, bro. He forgot we existed, dog. You he, he said, fuck the kids. This is why kid. you don't
3: leave the kids with the uncle. This is why you do the kids with the uncle.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh said, how, are you, how am I supposed to remember one of them's lactose intolerant? Right. They wanted ice cream. Right. <laughs> Give me all the candy. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, we got a little bit of, uh, of, of actual sports stuff to talk about, and that is mostly a, a Silly Billy episode. But um, things are progressing with the, the Damian Lillard, and actually maybe it's progressed by the time you listen to this. But uh, with Dame having requested a trade, um, I'm curious for your guys' opinion about this because um, you know, he want, he's made it very clear he wants to go to Miami. What Miami is offering is not what other teams are going to be able to offer. And my question is, if you guys are a fan of the Trailblazers, which effectively for the last several years obviously has meant you're a fan of Dame, what do you want here? Do you want them to send him to a place that he doesn't want to go to in order to get the best value for your team that's still in your town that you're going to root for? Or are you like ride or die with Dame? That's been our guy for the last time. I want to see a nice story for him, even if it means we're not going to get back, you know, what we could. What what would you prefer if you're
0: a Blazers fan? I mean, I I might be in the minority here, but if I'm a Blazers fan, I want the Blazers to do right by Dame and send him where he wants to go. Right. Like for all that he's given me as a Blazers fan, all he's given the city, all he's given that organization, I think it will be the right thing to do. And the whole thing is, it's not like the Blazers are a piece or two away from being a championship contender. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, the future is bright. They've got you know Scoop coming in. They got Shade on. They got Anthony. Right. The future is bright. But they are not a team that's like one or two pieces away from from actually being really in the mix. So, so I, I really think it's a no brainer. You do the guy right. You know, f- you know, for the way he stood by you. But also the thing is this: Portland really doesn't have to do right by Dame. Unfortunately, right? Because Portland's not this hotbed that that'll scare off free agents if they do Dame wrong. I can't name one huge free agent signing that the Trailblazers have ever had in my life who like a washed up mellow is that like the biggest name they ever landed you know what i'm saying and, and that was he was off like waivers and shit so portland doesn't have to do right by by him but you know i think they should but you know business is business so i, I don't know how this is going
3: to shake out i don't know they don't have to do them right but i don't as a as a place that i don't think is a a hotbed already i wouldn't want to make it even less desirable like you know you can like living in portland would be kind of difficult for some of these you know rich rich players that want to live in bigger cities that have more more things going on right but like living in portland and then having to deal with people that don't give a fuck about you cuz they'd even give a fuck about dame that makes it impossible and you are probably like a like with the, with the with the people that you have you know that you that you got coming in you know what i mean like you you're going to need a you know, a a, a vet to sign with y'all. You're going to need a a, a solid, solid vet to to even have a chance of really winning. You know what I mean? So I think sending Dame to to anywhere other than where he wants to go just ruins that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So they don't have to, but I think it's in their best interest long-term too. Um, But also like the other option for him to go to is what, the Nets? And if I'm the, as a fan, like which is the question, I I wouldn't want to see Dame go to the Nets and then and, and still lose you know as a fan of, of Dame you're not like we're not fans of teams as much we're fans of players and I know you're if you're you know Portland and you love the Trailblazers because you're from Portland you're still probably more of a fan of Dame you know while you you're to games, you turn the games on to watch Dame if they didn't have Dame you probably are not watching as many Portland games you, know, you feel me so right. I would want to see him go somewhere and get and, and have a chance of winning and Miami's that opportunity for him so I would want them to. I mean, I, I. But like Tyler was saying, business is business. But I think it's even it's bad for business for them to move that way because the only chance y'all have of winning is by signing a really good vet player. That's what y'all need. Um, and that ruins any opportunity you have with somebody signing in free agency.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you both, but I guess I would take a slightly different tack. I, I don't. I think Tyler's right. Like they're not going to sign anyone anyway, so I don't think they really hurt their chances of doing that. Um. <clears throat> And Dame's not with Rich Paul. You, you don't have someone looking at you going, I'm going to fuck up every other free agent signing <laughs> you want to make out of spite. Um, but I but I think as a fan, you know, Lakers fans, we went through something, not the same as this, but like when, you know, Kobe's last contract got handed out, that was obviously of a, uh, a, like, thanks for your service contract for Kobe, right? That was a... Uh, We want to make sure you retire as a Laker, even if you're injury prone and you're older. And I, as a Lakers fan at the time, I knew that that was a contract that was going to keep us from being competitive. But I also would have been sick, like physically sick to my stomach to see Kobe retire as a Hornet. Or something. (laughs) So, you know, like Mm. I literally at that time, I remember consciously thinking and I know a lot of Lakers fans who felt this way, like whatever it takes to keep this to do right by this guy who's meant so much to, you know, us as fans or whatever. That's what I want to happen. And I I, I would imagine a lot of Blazers fans feel that way about Dame. And John's exactly right. You want to see your guy go get a ring somewhere else. You want to see him contend for a ring. You don't want to watch him like you don't want his whole career to just be frustration and you know what i mean so i i would in their shoes i would for sure want to see him go to heat and i would be rooting hard as hell for him and i would count it as a half a ring for the trailblazers if he wins in miami like because he's always going to be a blazer and that's a, that that's you know like you said if if a, if a guy's with a team for 10 years realistically that's a huge percentage of the time you will spend in your life rooting for a team and if you have the kind of relationship with him that clearly Blazers fans have, clearly he was not a dude who was trying to muscle his way out of there. Mm-mm. I think everyone feels everyone there feels he waited as long as he could um and was more than reasonable in what he was kind of hoping to see the team put around him, you know? So yeah, I I, I land in the same spot with you guys. I just I haven't seen any. Not I. I don't follow a ton of Trailblazers fans, but the ones I do, I haven't seen anyone bad mouthing Dame or whatever. I imagine everyone wants him to go and have a, a a happy last act of his career.
3: I've seen the people that I've seen people like be nervous about Dame leaving. Like we're nervous about him actually making the request. And right, one dude, with, like one of my coworkers, was like, "Yo, I'm. My, I'm. I feel physically ill. <laughs> like my stomach hurts." I feel physical pain like after knowing that after the request because I mean he's such a big part like how many <laughs> I don't know if it's possible but if it was you see more Dame jerseys in there and that you know than than actual Trailblazers jerseys like you know right. like they like they're, there's it's, it's 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 like he he is I mean for for most fans in the in there he is the team you know what I'm saying so I could see how that hurt you know uh but um yeah man I mean it's it's just time it's time. You know, sometimes yeah. you love something. You gotta love something enough to let it go, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's a, I'm certain there's a few songs out there you can lean <laughs> on. That say that lead to that same sentiment. You know what I'm saying? So if it comes back to you, it's yours. If it doesn't, it, it never <laughs> was. Yeah,
0: you feel D- 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 me? D- Dame will give Dame will give Portland that one day contract when he retires. So he'll he'll technically
3: come back. Right, sure, right, right, so. right. right. <laughs>
2: Um, all right, let's talk about, uh, as, as mentioned on the last show, we are going to be out uh, for Summer League uh, next week, but the NBA trying something out as they're attempting to put some sort of legislative change in around flopping. There will be, in the Summer League, an in-game flopping penalty. If it's assessed by game officials, opposing team gets one free throw and possession of the ball. Um player who commits a flop will be assessed a... Uh, Technical foul, non-unsportsmanlike, so it does not count as a personal foul or lead to ejection, but it is a technical foul. Um, officials will not be required to stop live play to call a flopping violation. They can wait until the next neutral opportunity to stop play. That leads me to believe that at some point as they're doing this, there will be a replay uh, component You know, off-site. Someone's calling in and going, hey man, we just saw the other you know camera angle, nowhere close to him. Um, do you think this will be effective and, and are you happy to see them trying to do something to address this, Tyler?
0: Yeah, I, I love that they are trying to address it because it is a fucking epidemic in the NBA. Um, and the thing is, this isn't going to take away the charge necessarily because the thing is, w- there are players who are known floppers, right? And they're playing right. the numbers game. They're like, okay, I, this is a 50-50 whistle I'm going to get. I'm either going to, you know, either get, you know, a, a personal foul or I'm going to get the, um, you know, an offensive foul, right? Though There are guys who are career floppers who are fucking rolling the dice on on when they try to take a charge, right? So uh, it's going to – I think that it's not going to take the charge away. It's going to make players smarter. They're going – when, when they try to set up for a charge, it's going to have to actually be a charge. So I'm not right. mad at it. You know, I like it here. Um, you know, I, I, I like that they're testing it on the summer league. But like I said, they need to do something, you know, for the regular season, postseason, all that shit. So we'll see.
3: I mean, I understand this epidemic and I think it's an issue for sure. But being with replay has not been very very decisive like they. and, it, re- and
2: I, I would i would add just briefly it's not currently with replay i'm just imagining that yeah. that's why they made it so that it can be called retro i
3: mean but that's what we can imagine right it's not a it's yeah. not a reach to think that right. they would have replay you know what i mean um
2: and I, it's just it hasn't
3: been the most decisive and consistent and you know it doesn't I, it, and it also slows the game down longer than necessary i i, I want to see how it works out I'm, i'm glad they're doing something to try to work on it but I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if I'd want to see something that slows the game down anymore. Pause it. We're seeing like two minute breaks with like two minutes left in big games. Like nigga, my nuts are already in my fucking stomach, bro. I don't need you to stress me out anymore. And then make the wrong call to to most people watching. And then at the end of it, it's just really frustrating. It's been, it's been it was a frustrating experience in the playoffs for sure. I, but we'll see. I'm,
2: so I have a thought on flopping, and then a thought on what you're just talking about with replay. I I think they have to do this, and I think you know i think you guys are right like they're not trying to um legislate against guys selling contact they're, not, they're trying to find a way is okay to like
3: when you're blatant, right they're trying to punish work. Yeah.
2: the video clips where you see someone with the ball move the ball from the right side of their body to the left side of their body and a, and the defender flings their head back like they got elbowed Into to the, the nose. third row you right. know what i mean and then oh, you no. see the other camera angle and you see that it was like a, you know, like a stunt man, like pretending to get punched or like, that's what they're trying to legislate against. And man, like... You know, y- y'all know I'm hanging out with baseball dads and stuff now cuz of Vinny. When people start talking about that shit, I have no response for them. It's just like, yeah, it sucks. Like I <laughs> I totally agree with you. It's a shitty component of of like literally the greatest athletes in the world <laughs> just looking for every marginal edge they can get. So hopefully this turns the tide. I think to John's point on replay, you know, there's always this delicate balance and if you know officials they talk about it. I don't hear it talked about in the media that much. Between getting it right and under um, taking away from the authority of officials in the game. And so, you know, I think it's necessary for officials to have control of the game and the mm-hmm. respect of players on the court, like in any sport, right? At any level, obviously that's necessary. But there's no question that the better thing for fans to do would be for all replays to be handled exclusively by a replay center in New York where there mm-hmm. are full-time people geared in who have access to the stuff that can make those calls immediately. And I think that w- what they send it into what, the refs and there's not a stoppage of play, you know right. what I mean? All and what all, what me? all officials worry about. And I think the reason why officials unions and all of the sports have tried to keep as much of that stuff on the site as possible is you worry about that authority being under, uh, being eroded by, Oh hey, I thought it was this, but New York says it's this. And then five minutes later, I thought it was this, but New York says it's this. Right? Like you, you don't want to change that dynamic. But I do think, speaking as a fan, yes, move the shit to a replay center. Move everything to a replay center. You know what I mean? Like, right. and let's, let's fucking get on with it and get it over faster with. Because I, I agree with you. You know that to me is replaced. If you're a basketball fan, you're just sort of used to late game timeouts and fouling. But the the, the the replays have replaced that as the annoying thing to me, the most annoying thing, where you're just like, we don't need to go over this shit in the second quarter. <laughs> Dude,
3: the, the <laughs> like, thing is, also, also, like, when it's, like, eight minutes left in the game, like, fourth quarters, fourth quarter minutes are, like, three times as long as a normal minute. You know what I mean? With all the strategies going on, the fouling, whatever, like, you know, the, like, the fourth quarter seems like it it, it lasts, like, a, a whole half, you feel me? Yeah. And those last few minutes are... Are, are, are you know a lot of strategy and when you're just adding that to it as well i don't know uh, like the replays have been kind of frustrating in those moments and also like adding this to it i don't know I, we'll, we'll see we'll see i'm glad like you said, i'm glad they're doing something to change it i just want to see how this works out in real time
2: <clears throat> it's all about speed of the game I mean, like, but you like the flow, if, man. If, Keep the if, flow. If, if Keep yeah. major league baseball is coming off of rules that have existed since baseball was founded. Right. And putting clocks in and stuff for the first time, you understand how important that is for, you know, for modern fans, because it, it's like a running joke, right? Like, I tell my wife like, okay, I'll be ready in ten minutes. Like, are th- is that NBA ten minutes? You know what I mean? That's like, exactly uh, what Rolla says. She says this NBA like, like right, <laughs> basketball ten minutes. All right, we'll be. And that's ready. not what you want. You ne- that's never what you want the name. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know that's never what you want the name of your league to be associated with. Is like right, bullshit. Right. Bullshitty taking too long. <laughs> right.
1: or download the app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading. Up, down, or steady. It can also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions decisions can lead to big results results you can see like more time and in range in lower a1c with dexcom g7 you can manage your diabetes with confidence get started with the number one recommended cgm brand by doctors and patients at dexcom.com that's dexcom.com
0: dexcom data on file 2023 if your glucose alerts and readings from the g7 do not match symptoms or expectations use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions for a list of compatible devices visit dexcom.com compatibility
2: Alright, um let's talk about uh the story that has gripped the nation this week. Uh Tyler and I have both waited on this on Twitter.com. John maybe John spilled some tea about it on spill. I don't know. Um uh, maybe have know. I seen it at all? I'm like it, really. let me just, what's the story. Let's talk about the lady who got off that plane, Tyler. <laughs> uh, John, did you see this video? I saw it, yeah. Okay, okay I'll, I'll just I'll first, I'll I'll describe ahead. it for anyone who didn't see it. There's a video of uh, a white lady getting up and kind of marching off a plane stopping like plane still on the ground she gets about halfway there and turns around and starts telling saying everyone should be getting off this plane because that motherfucker back there is not a real person <laughs>
0: The and whole damn Tyler's, plane turned
2: around and looked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as Tyler pointed out, we don't have the second part of the video, so we don't really have all the evidence we need to discuss this. Um, but Tyler, you're sitting in uh, in seat seventeen C, and this happens. What what, what are you doing? Bro, we, we gotta hear her out. We gotta see this 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 allegedly ac- accused unreal motherfucker.
0: You gotta come to the front of the plane and clear your name and tell us you're a real human, dog. <laughs> because look, it's it's like I it's like I told you in the conversation we had. Any, I will hear out any and everyone on an airplane who has concerns for our safety. Like if I saw this lady just, you know, talking this shit at a gas station at the 7-11, I'd be like, "Okay, you crazy ass, can you get the fuck out of the way so I can like, you know, get some hot fries and some skittles and some shit?" <laughs> get this but if Zero you're on bar, an air- fuck you being. <laughs> right. Exactly. But if you're on an airplane saying there's an unreal person who's plotting to kill us all, we
3: need to discuss this. We need to bring this to the <laughs> forefront, bro. <laughs> also like it's already magic going on we're about to fly my nigga ain't no telling what else is going on right this motherfucker i need you to come prove it to me and one thing i noticed too she had a go yard bag and it's not about expensive i'm like you know you know the the, the normal carrier is gonna get them an lv or some shit this motherfucker got some taste i don't know man she, she might have some discretion but i want to tell y'all what happened there's a dude on there named, on Twitter, the Jack Freeman Jr., wanna give him full credit. He said the exact situation. I was like, I was like, I don't know, she got a go yard bag. This ain't a normal, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I wanna, yeah. hey, you feel me? He said, apparently she got shit faced at the terminal bar, got on the plane, misplaced her own AirPods on the plane, accused a black guy next to her of stealing them, got into it with the flight attendant, made them turn the plane around and go back to the gate, told the passengers they were gonna die, claimed the flight attendant wasn't real forced every passenger to the plane with all of their belongings and had them waiting for four hours for another flight attendant crew because that other woman, she was literally just a Karen with a nice back. She's a Karen with a Goyard. And I said, God damn, she was a demon that she thought she saw. <laughs> she went to the bathroom, looked in the mirror and said, that motherfucker ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you damn, are not real god damn right, yeah, that is horrific and only a white woman has the power to do all that there's no <laughs> way only a karen with the go yard bag i don't even think an lv you know louis vuitton karen could have got all that shit off do bad her from planes nigga that would but yes when you said that shit at first i was like oh no and, and she was very convincing she was that motherfucker.
2: She was is so not convincing. Real. She got everyone bro, on the plane bro. to turn around. <laughs> but one, one the person has... filming turned the camera like it was a Hitchcock movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that hey that that is an all-time do, do, white do, woman. Do, perform- do. That is an all-time white woman performance right there, bro. She got drunk. She accused a black man of doing something he didn't <laughs> right. do. She Jack. inconvenienced uh, dozens of people like that. She checked all the Jack. white woman
3: boxes on that
0: one.
2: Nigga, <laughs> godly. She bro. played the hit.
0: Right. She she
2: she, she 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 played the. If you go on Apple Music, she played the white woman essentials. Right. She did the top five singles, back to back. to,
3: back to Damn. Back. She's, one, She she got drunk.
2: She got drunk and cried.
0: She accused the black man of doing something, <laughs> <laughs> and she inconvenienced dozens of people. All time white woman performance, right there, bro. And Oscar she was complaining about
2: service. She was If she was talking, if she was talking about the flight attendant, she was complaining to a manager as well. She right. was saying. <laughs> She one one
3: motherfucker on the plane, though I think that was flying to Florida. He's a coach motherfucker. He said, Bye. (laughs) He didn't give a fuck about what she said. He was like, get off the plane, let's get back home, man.
2: (laughs) I'll be honest with you, even knowing all that, I might still have got off the plane. I I, it does not take me very much to feel like the 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 omens weren't right for me to participate in the magic of flying in a metal tube. You know what I
3: mean? Oh, for sure, for sure
2: like I, it's never happened we, we don't fly that much so maybe it will one day but like if i had a dream the night before about turbulence i don't think i'd be on an airplane it's just like know. and i'm not i'm not a superstitious person about almost anything but with apologies to like all the science teachers i've ever had in my life i do think fundamentally that flying on a plane is magic and it does not take very much for me to be like hmm apologize universe doesn't the want me on the plane. Engineer.
3: That we just that just came on here and explained it too, and it still feels like magic, dog. <laughs> it's crazy.
2: Jeez, <laughs> can't help who I am, and neither could the <laughs> woman who got drunken. <laughs>
3: hey, I like for sure. She
2: was uh, there's I, there's I,
3: uh, did it say AA? What was AA? Was it African American? What were you thinking? Because that's what American I t- American
2: Airlines. I oh, okay, okay, okay. Because
3: yeah, I was okay. thinking like I thought it meant it was the. You know, the the, the, the politically correct ran saying, niggas what y'all doing if she said this? But <laughs> most, most niggas I know is like, hey babe, we go well, y'all got another flight round this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Shit she, 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 she said a shapeshifter back here, man. We got to go, nigga. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know why Mystique from X-Men is on this plane, but I'm not staying <laughs> on is it is with not, her. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, none of my business what's going on. It's time to go. I did see someone suggest that it was uh, it was uh, viral marketing for the scrolls for the Marvel Secret Invasion show. You know what I mean? That it was Ooh. like because if you've seen that they've done that, where like they have people in big cities that are in the scroll makeup so that like on some news broadcast where they're doing a stand up on the street, like someone just as a scroll walked by in the background. Like that's wow. what they're doing. That's for their like pretty brilliant. Thing or whatever. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. All right. Let's get to our dookie butts of the week. Uh, mine is very obvious. The dookie butts of the week are Rick Ross's knees. <laughs> <laughs> Dookie butts? You said butts? The Dookie Butts. Because there's knees? (laughs) Because there's two of them. Did y'all see the video of Rick Ross on that diving board? And he tried to do the movie style, like a couple big bounces. And on the second bounce coming down, that knee just said, I'm filing for Social Security, big dog. (laughs) Like (laughs) We had one in us. (laughs) You pushed us too far. (laughs) The
3: fuck? I, I also, don't
0: know what the fuck he was thinking. I feel I feel like that that double bounce shit. You have to be an Olympic bounce. level athlete yes. to pull off some shit like that, and he is Rick Ross. Like what <laughs> what was all your that motherfucker has hasn't done leg day in, <laughs> in goddamn twenty
3: five years, and he tried pulling <laughs> that shit off, bro. Like all fucking three hundred pounds of hell, nah, boy. And I think yeah, the double bounce I think is particularly because like the do- the second bounce feels like being double bounce on the trampoline. You know what I mean? It's like that boom. You have to prepare yourself for that, bro. You know what I mean? He didn't even know it was coming. It's like stepping off the end of a step and thinking that there's no step there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit. Then his told us what time it was, nigga. You fucking kidding me? And he did it in front of all, all of everybody, nigga. <laughs> what the fuck? All the homies out there and shit, the baddies, and you just go bloop, you, already, You already shaped like a lollipop, nigga. Listen,
0: listen. Y'all ever come seen that, on, clip, that, that clip of him getting on the camel? And the camel was like, hell no, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> if, if if a fucking beast of burden cannot handle your weight, beast bro. Beast of burden? What, what makes you think your legs can? Like, come on, man. That motherfucker has four legs. He is an animal. Animals have animal strength. And that motherfucker tapped out. Like, hell nah. exists
3: in the desert, bro. And he said, no. Nah. I've been through a lot. I got to tap
2: out right here come on, man. I have a friend who is a competitive diver, uh, with NCAA level diver. Who whose comment on it, which is true, is he's he's actually lucky his knee gave out because everyone does that double bounce shit because they've seen it in the Olympics, right? Yeah, yeah. But, John, you're exactly right. It's a trampoline effect. And when you successfully do it, guess what? You're a civilian with no training who's Uh, 20 feet above the pool looking uh, down going, oh, I don't know what to do now. Uh, (laughs) uh, The pool might have quit the
3: same way the camel did. Hey, the first bounce, though, looked like he knew what he was doing, though. So I was kind of shocked by the second bounce because the first was like, oh, shit, this mo- He looked like he
2: had it under control, you know what I mean?
3: Come on, man, man. Uh, All
2: right. Anyone else have dookie butt nominees for the week?
0: I didn't have my Dookie butt radar up this
3: week. I'll be back next All right. week though.
2: Okay. All right. All right. John, any Dookie's butts? Okay. No man. No. You can have. You can have Rick Ross's right knee. I'll take. Okay. The right there we knee. go. I was head. wondering. I was <laughs> going to ask you this: Can
3: we share the knee?
2: Can you have one and <laughs> yeah. I have the other?
3: You already. You know. You, you knew what time it was. Thank you.
2: Though. Let Let's talk about uh, a, a special American tradition every Fourth of July. Uh, Joey Chestnut, one of the greatest athletes of our time, won his, I believe, six, 17th but he's won 16 of the last 17 Nathan's hot dog eating contests. He ate 65 hot dogs in a minute? I was a Kobayashi fan, man. That kind of hurt me when Joey Chestnut came
3: and snatched the crown from man it? and never what, gave up. What happened with Kobayashi? Wasn't there some controversy
0: with him or some shit?
2: What happened to he's Kobayashi just not as good. is he, he was like the dude that set the world record in the 100 meter right after, you know, right before Jesse Owens ran. And set, right, and broke right, right, like, right. He just was a... You know, salute to Kobayashi. I was a Kobayashi fan too, but Joey Chestnut. I mean, he's a real gobbler, bro. He's a a real glizzy
3: gobbler, bro. Real glizzy glizzy goblin over there. That Joey Chestnut man. He's a.
2: He's different. Them jaws is built different. I think that's his Twitter handle. Is Joey Jaws? I mean, mean, it (laughs)
3: makes sense because he
2: got him. Yeah, that man knows what he's doing. He knows how to handle the glizzy, bro. I'll tell you that you <laughs> he knows know. his way, knows his way around the glizzy. <laughs> what
3: what I, what was crazy about Kobayashi? I remember watching a documentary, and Kobayashi was fucking ripped. He looked yeah. like an athlete, like right. I mean, abs. I, I mean, like he was he was like doing weighted dips, like you know we had the fucking weights hanging between your legs, doing dips like a fucking athlete. And you know, Joey Chester comes in here. You know, built like an armoire, you feel me? <laughs> Got the same, you know, makeup as 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 Rick Ross and cooked. Cooked. You know, and it's a better athlete in this sport, you feel me? Then the guy that looks like an athlete. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe you. No,
0: nah, there was some shit with Kobayashi. I'm telling y'all. Right? What
3: happened? You, are you, you looking at him, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll read this motherfucker. He has a whole July 2010 controversy <laughs> on his wiki. <laughs> what did <are laughs> he lie? He probably
3: movie. cheated trying to beat Joey Chester, and he still didn't okay. beat him, but go ahead. Uh, lay it on us. Lay it on,
0: on, us. On, on June 28, 2010, Kobayashi announced he would not compete in the Nathan's 4th of July hot dog eating competition, reportedly due to the company's insistence that Kobayashi sign an exclusive contract. On July fourth, two thousand and ten, Kobayashi was in was in attendance, watching from the crowd at the Nathan's International Hot Dog Eating Contest, wearing a black T-shirt that read "Free Kobe." <laughs> <laughs> Kobayashi uh- mingled with the crowd, standing inside a police barricaded no. pen. Just under the stage, after the competition ended, the spectators began chanting his name loudly, demanding that they let him eat. <laughs> Accordingly, Kobayashi indulged their wishes by climbing up onto the stage to a thunderous ovation. Although he was initially ushered by security officers up to the stage, one security officer, thought to have been requested by George Shea, I have no idea who the fuck that is, arrested him from behind. Okay, I guess George Shea is some Nathan's big wig And Kobayashi began resisting and thrashing his body around as the officials attempted to commandeer him. A struggle ensued, eventually resulting in Kobayashi being thrown against the barricades and tossed into the fences before finally being handcuffed and placed inside a police car. Some witnesses reported that Kobayashi was simply intending to shake the hand of the winner, Joey Chestnut, as a gesture of sportsmanship and goodwill. This has led to analysts to believe that Kobayashi was fully intent on a contract renegotiation and that congratulating Chestnut loosely resembled a peace offering from Kobayashi. Co-host and President uh, Richard Shea stated that Kobayashi tried to jump on stage during the awards ceremony to disrupt it with the crowd chanting his name and demanding that they let him eat. Kobayashi was apprehended and arrested by the authorities. He was charged with resisting arrest, trespassing, and obstructing government administration, and subsequently was taken to jail, awaiting an appearance in Brooklyn Criminal Court. Kobayashi's interpreter and publicist Maggie James said he had originally gone in hopes to cheer on his fellow competitive eaters. But after arriving at the venue only to hear support from the fans demanding that they let him eat, he was swooped up all to the stage due to the excitement. She said there's a contract dispute. They weren't giving him his freedom. It was unfair. Kobayashi told reporters he had a sandwich and a glass of milk while being held. I am very hungry, he said. I wish there were hot dogs in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy. (laughs) All charges against Kobayashi were dismissed by a judge. What? (laughs) Despite his record six there are hot dogs in jail, brother. Trust me. Yeah, there are. Nathan's removed Kobayashi's image from their wall of fame in 2011. And after Kobayashi left Nathan's, the hot dog contest lost sponsorship from Old Navy, Heinz Ketchup, Pepto-Bismol, and was down year to year in its Nielsen ratings. With an average of 0.7 households U.S. ratings, it was off a tenth of a point from 2012 when it aired on ESPN. ESPN averaged 1.949 million viewers for 2011's contest, but we're down 41% to 1.15, 1.15 million.
2: 41%? But you know, yeah. this is the problem with the look at me culture of today's AAU hot dog eating circuit. You know <laughs> what I mean? No one's in it for the love of the of of, 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 of the the dog. scarfing the
0: glizzies. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's just look at me. <laughs> man, it's all about Nathan's NIL deals dog. now. Right. <laughs> That's foul.
3: Nathan's was on That's some bullshit. Wanted that man to bullshit. be
0: exclusive? Yeah.
3: And then they that. then they get him arrested after he gets on stage with just to, for like satisfying the fans like that could have set something up for a real duel the next year you know what I'm saying you're you're fucking your bread up now you're down forty one percent because you you know because you think you're the shit you,
2: you know what I'm saying I think Crazy. Joey I think the the rise of Joey Chestnut since has has brought the the ratings back up on the, y'all uh, I've not watched the, since, since Kobayashi kind of
3: stopped fucking with it I,
2: honestly I was one of, I was part of that I don't 41%. watch anything like that on TV anymore bro I watch everything like that on Twitter now you know what I yeah, mean yeah I mean I
3: guess. So yeah, Earth, I, know, I, yeah, maybe spill, maybe, maybe right, the rise right. of Twitter prevented me from right, getting on right. and watching. Kobe. 2010, go, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. The same time, <laughs> signed on the year before, might, um, might not be a I, yeah, But
2: I, I do th- like so. Joey Chestnut did break all of Kobayashi's records, but I this does under- this does make it clear why we never got a like trilogy. You know what I mean? We never got the okay. We we do an eating contest back. in Japan. You know we mean? do an eating right. Contest at Coney Island, like you know. They they gotta put the they they gotta put this shit aside. I just read the two the two of them hate each other.
3: Really? Joey Jessna
2: said, I hate him. And Kobayashi said, We don't get along. We're not just rivals, we're enemies. Oh wow. <laughs> he said I did that not know was, was B. Fuck you mean. It's be, it's it's all be frank. It's Tyler. all, beef. <laughs> it's all <beef. laughs> Oh shit. Um, okay, shout out to uh glizzy lizzie salgado that was apparently her nickname espn put up but a uh, dead man underscore part three said on twitter she didn't even win she's not a real gobbler you <laughs> she, she, she <laughs> she gotta get that nickname, nickname. back yeah. you're you not
0: glizzy lizzie you just lizzy <laughs> <laughs> you ain't a real gobbler dog <laughs>
2: um speaking of a healthier version of of eating as we said it was fourth of july And um, uh, Big Boy uploaded a video on Twitter of him. Explain what he was doing, Tyler. Ooh, that
0: motherfucker. Look, he had the goddamn cedar plank with like three fucking fillets of salmon with the garlic butter and the rosemary and the thyme on it and the motherfucking the, them big ass rock lobster tails. Did you see those motherfuckers in the mm-hmm. back? Them big ass Mesozoic area fucking salethopods <laughs> uh, that he had on that motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. That shit looks so delicious. And John, and and, and I, for, I hit the group chat. I was like, John, I remember yeah. you saying you wanted to throw fish on the grill. I told you get a cedar plank. If yeah, yeah. this doesn't motivate you, I yeah. don't know what will because
3: that shit was art, bro. Oh, we about to tap in, bro. How he dropped off that motherfucking citrus. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Just to top it off. and boop. Hey, beautiful. You be tapping in for sure, man.
2: What? Explain I, I saw place. Rother.
3: Rother was like, ooh.
2: What does
0: the uh, cedar plank do? It um it basically keeps the fish solid right because you know fish is mm-hmm. it's 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 tender it's mushy it it will fucking fall apart a lot of cuts. You can put salmon straight on the grill though, right? Like salmon is one of those those firm pieces of fish, especially if you got the skin on, if you get a good char on the skin, you'll make it crispy and it's delicious too. Um swordfish steaks, you can put them straight on the grill too, but the cedar plank it, it, it if you know, for one it keeps the fish together because you know fish is tender as fuck and it gives you, you know, of course the fucking wood. You know, once once the heat activates the wood, you get that smoky flavor in it, too, on top of the smoke that's coming on top of it. So, yeah, yeah cedar planks have a shorter way to go with fish.
2: This has led me to a proposal. I understand the appeal of uh, Versus when it was going on, you know. But once you graduate to a certain age, we no longer race our friends down the street, correct? And could we not have an old heads of rap cookout contest? Like I would be so like I would be so tapped in for Big Boy versus Warren G who has his own barbecue company. Let me make sure I get the name right. Sniffin Griffin's Barbecue. This got like 60 something thousand followers on Instagram. He sells. You tapped bugs. in with like, it? Phew. Oh, really? yes. And he he'll, he, <laughs> he does the same thing. He'll put up videos and you could tell just like Big Boy. He wasn't just doing it. He was putting on a show. These mm-hmm. are showmen. You know what right, I mean? Right. The way he right. was squeezing the citrus over it and shit. And Warren G is the same way. How, how lie you would be so tapped in for Warren G versus big boy fucking grill off. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I I would love that shit. I, we need to get like a
0: tournament with like all the old hair rappers. Like I know Bum oh, B yeah. probably a cold
2: motherfucker on that
0: grill. I know David Banner for sure. David Banner had his own pond on his fucking estate where that he catches his own catfish on like mm-hmm. on some Brunel Hill shit. Um. So yeah, like I would love to see some shit like that. That would be fucking amazing.
2: You need to be the MC of that show. You're the Ryan Seacrest of that world all right uh that's all the time we got for today uh since we've been doing shout outs uh shout out to uh my homie uh coach sing over at long beach poly uh was one of the many people who hit us up about the um (laughs) about the intro song and reminded me that he listens to this though so shout out to sing uh shout out as always to john's mom thanks for listening to us we'll be back no saturday episode and we're not recording on sunday we will be recording uh live in las vegas on monday we'll let y'all know the schedule you hear me the big time in person, excited <laughs> that next time we podcast, I'll see your guys's uh, uh, handsome faces in person. Can't, Can't wait. wait! We'll, we'll see yeah. y'all then on Can't Monday. Wait. Bye. bye, bye.
0: So, should we go electric?
1: I think we should go electrified with Toyota.
0: Electrified.